Thanks for listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. We upload new episodes every Monday and Friday. Be sure to listen to Uncaged Voice on Twitch or YouTube and listen to the Red Pill Current News Podcast on all major audio platforms every Wednesday and Saturday for current news and special interviews. Here are your hosts, Donny Cage and the Kentucky Guy. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, the Kentucky Guy. Along with Donnie Cage. Donnie Cage, how's it going, sir? How is your week going? I am just feeling oh so oozy today, Kentucky Guy. <laughs> I don't know so much about oozy anymore, but we'll get into that, of course. Uh, folks, it's your first time listening. Be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button, no matter which platform you're listening to us from. We are on 73 different audio platforms, including, but not excluding, Spotify, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and the list goes on. Also, <laughs> also, Mr. Cage has a podcast that he co-hosts as well. Tell him about Uncaged Voice, sir. Yes, sir. If you want to check out our official YouTube channel, you can listen to previous episodes of The Uncaged Voice, co-hosted by myself, Jigsaw Jester, and Top Tier Rated. We talk wrestling, gaming, movies, all sorts of fun topics on the podcast, and we'll have some new content dropping in the very near future. Also, if you're into current events, interesting interviews, political nature, with everything going on in this big, beautiful, crazy country of ours, I do host the Red Pill Current News Podcast. We drop two episodes a week. Be sure to check us out. We talk about the past and the present. Also here, we drop two episodes a week on Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. And we talk about pro wrestling, past, present, and future, including superstars and promotions. Folks, also, if you'd ever like to be a guest on this show or have any questions for Donnie or myself, and by the way, Mr. Cage, I do have a question for you. Uh, I meant to talk to you before the show, actually about this question, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Hopefully it doesn't cause any problems. But anyways, I will here in just a moment. You can always email us at olkentucky99 at yahoo.com. That's olkentucky spelled out, 99 at yahoo.com. Also, you can get all our social media links, merch shop, all that good stuff in the description below. No matter which platform you're listening to us from, so be sure to check that out. Now, before we get started in this week's show, you guys know that we do have loyal fans who do uh, email us from time to time. A lot of the questions they ask me, to be honest with you, it's very, very simple. I just respond in the email and don't think about it. But this question is actually from Mr. Cage, and this is from uh, Tosh, Tasha Rollins. Tasha Rollins. And the question is for Mr. Cage. Are you ready, sir? 
I'm ready. All right. So it's actually a two-part question. First of all, uh, let's see. Let me. I'm just going to read it. Hey, Donnie. This is Tasha, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I was wondering, are you excited about WrestleMania next year in 2024 being in Philadelphia, PA? I know that's, that you're from that area in some sense. I was wondering if you're going to go. Also, if you are going to see the major event, I would happily be your plus one or go with you. And well, Tasha, first, first, well, Tasha, first of all, I appreciate the question, and thank you, and thank you for offering to be my plus one. I, I am currently single, uh, just throwing that out there. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I am actually going to look into getting tickets. I don't know which night I'm going to be able to get tickets for uh, and where my seats are going to be, but I have always wanted to go to a WrestleMania in my lifetime, and it hasn't been here since 1999. So I'm going to try, desperately try, to not miss my opportunity. You lucky, lucky dog. And by the way, that was the question I was going to ask you before the show were, was you single? Because I didn't want to cause any problems. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, and guys, we, we appreciate it. We do. We like to have fun on this show. And uh, he is a very lucky dog that is going to be, WrestleMania is going to be that so close to him. Uh, because I know I would be in the same boat. I would take full, full advantage of it. But anyways, let's get into some results here. We've got quite a bit to go over. I think we'll start off with last night and work our way backwards. We'll go Raw last night. We'll do the Summer Sam, Summer Slam prediction versus uh, outcome. And then we'll do Dynamite, and then we'll go from there. All right, so let's get into our first results of the night. So, first match, I just don't, I didn't understand it when I watched it, and I just, reading it again, it baffles me, but we had a four-way dance, I guess you could call it, for the number one contendership for the Intercontinental title, which is held by the ring general, Gunther. Chad Gable versus Tommaso Ciampa versus Matt Riddle versus Ricochet. Ricochet just came off a fantastic match at SummerSlam, and we'll talk more about that. But your winner and your number one contender to go against the Beast, Gunther, Chad Gable. Chad Gable? <laughs> what in the world? He doesn't. He, he actually pins Tommaso Ciampa. Once again, another, another guy you should be pushing. You're making the same mistake with him as you made with his former partner, Johnny Gargano. And it's just, and then you have Ricochet that has all the type built up uh, from WrestleMania. People are still talking about his, uh, how, he, how well he did in that match. And Chad Gable, the guy who gets beat every other week and pinned as the Alpha Academy, is now your number one contender for Intercontinental title. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Your thoughts? Well, Kentucky guy, I mean, I do agree with you that it would have made sense to push a guy like Ciampa or even Ricochet. I think the reason Ricochet didn't win 
was because we've already seen him face Gunther, and unfortunately he got destroyed by the ring general uh, when they took on each other before. He's the guy that Gunther beat to start his now historic reign as Intercontinental Champion. Um, but the thing is, Chad Gable's really over with the audience right now, and he is a great wrestler. There's no question about it. And I think because they want to continue that story of when they had that five-minute challenge a couple weeks ago on Raw, that's why Chad Gable won this match. So I'm all for seeing these two wrestle. Do I think Chad Gable's going to beat Gunther? No, I don't. But, I, I mean, I don't think Gunther... I mean, I think Gunther is pretty much untouchable right now. He's going to break... The honky tonk's reign, the honky tonk man's reign as Intercontinental Champion, and then maybe they'll start to think about who can dethrone the ring general. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, we had Shinsei Nakamura continue this crazy feud with Bron uh, Bronson Reed. Uh, Shinsei won the match. I thought that was pretty cool. Shinsei needs to win. Needs to win more of these matches. Because now he's got his eyes set on the world title held by Seth Rollins. Which we thought that was going to be Cody Rhodes. How Raw started off. Cody pretty much called Seth out. Seth did come out. And then Shinsei showed up. And then the Judgment Day. And we'll get, we'll get into that here in just a moment. But anyways. Shinsei Nakamura did defeat Braun Strowman last night. Shayna Baszler. Coming off her win at SummerSlam, defeated Zoe Stark straight up. Now, here's my thoughts: Are we gonna are we going to come back to reality now? Now that this Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch thing's almost over, and are we going to see the normal beatdown on Zoe Stark that we've seen during her time in NXT, and try to act like we're not stupid and we didn't watch NXT and didn't see her lose every week? Are we going to get to the real Zoe Stark now? Because I, I was happy to see. Shayna Baszler, even with a black eye and busted up, able to defeat her quite easily, in my opinion. Uh, your thoughts on those two matches? Good, always good to see Shinsuke uh, pick up the win on TV. And like you said, now he has his eyes set on the World Heavyweight Championship, so that should be an interesting storyline there. Um, I'm curious to see if Cody is still a part of that storyline, because we could potentially get a, th a triple threat match for the World Heavyweight Championship, which I wouldn't be against. Um, because there's history between Seth and Cody, obviously. So we'll see, we'll see what they do in the uh, coming weeks. But good to see Shinsuke getting the spotlight. And then Shayna Baszler picking up the win. Well, that makes sense, because she has momentum on her side. So let's not drop the ball, WWE. Let's push her like she should be pushed, because she's, she's pretty legit. I mean, she was a two-time NXT Women's Champion, for crying out loud. Give her the spotlight. Now, I want to see her and Rhea Ripley go at it. Straight up. And then we had uh, Ludwig Kaiser take on Otis from Alpha Academy. Uh, Kaiser, of course, won that match. And that's the right way. That's the way the match should end it. That's the way any of this Imperium and Alpha Academy crap that you want to pull, you need to have, uh, uh, you need to have the other... Alpha Academy lose. So Imperium should be the victors in every match. They should look stronger and stronger. These guys need to be in the title picture. Kind of like Shayna Baszler. I don't understand why they're not. They're uh, two or three time NXT tag team champions. And they come to the main roster. I understand it's all about Gunther. And I'm okay with that. 
but you know these guys are pretty good wrestlers. This Kaiser, uh, he he'd make a heck of a singles competitor. I'm just saying. And then we had the returning New Day, which is uh, <laughs> Xavier Woods and Kobe Kingston actually defeating. And oh man, this was a match where I threw my remote through the television set. They did. Defeated the Viking Raiders. Why? Why, why, why? Somebody on this God's green earth explain to me why. Why would you have these guys who haven't participated in months, and I understand injuries and things like that, but you're going to come back and defeat a, a huge tag team that wrestles every single week, zero ring rust, and you're just going to come and beat them? Oh, no way, man. I'm so over the new day and the way they get pushed. It's ridiculous. Your thoughts on those two matches? Yeah, I mean, I agreed on Ludwig Kaiser. I mean, he is traditionally a tag team wrestler. He and Giovanni Vinci were, were great in NXT. Um, but nothing wrong with pushing him as a singles competitor as well. He, he is a good wrestler, and he's showing people week after week. I mean, he's beaten Riddle now. He's beaten Otis. He definitely has a lot to offer as a singles competitor. Uh, New Day winning uh, didn't surprise me, but um, would I have booked Viking Raiders to win? Well, of course I would have. I like the Viking Raiders, but clearly WWE isn't very high up on them right now, which is surprising because they were pushed really well in NXT when they first debuted as the War Raiders, and I figured they were Triple H guys, but they're not getting pushed the way they should, unfortunately. So I keep saying it week after week, the Viking Raiders will have a career resurgence when their contracts expire in WWE and they go elsewhere. Yeah, yep, I agree. I just hope they don't go to AEW. Uh, I don't want them to go there. There's too, It's oversaturated right now, even with Ring of Honor every week. I want to see the, these guys go to Impact or, yeah, I want to see them go, or maybe, maybe GLW. I know some of our listeners watch that. Probably nobody watches it as much as I do. Well, Warren Marlowe, <laughs> he watches it quite a bit because uh, oh, he's oh, always G talking G about it. GCW. What's that? GCW, you mean. GCW, what did I say? GLW. <laughs> yeah, GLW, you heard of them, right? Go Lightning Wrestling Academy or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyways. So then the main event was supposed to be Cody Rhodes partnering with Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn versus uh, Judgment Day. However, Judge Sami got attacked in the back, and he became hurt. And I tell you, if you didn't notice his elbow before they did that attack, you definitely noticed it then because it was—I mean, his elbows messed. It was messed up before they ever done the attack. Now I did some investigation because we all know that Kevin Owens is banged up right now too. And Sami Zayn's banged up, okay, before we get into this match. I wanted to find out exactly what in the world was going to happen to our men's tag team titles. Because a lot of times when they both are unable to compete, they strip them. However, from my understanding, Sami Zayn can still go. He can't take a whole lot of bumps right now, but he can still go. And he did take a bump last night. And also, Kevin Owens is still able to take a bump. So they are not. I am, I am defusing all rumors, 
right now, as of right now, they are not removing the tag team titles from Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. So, now, that's not the same outcome for our women's tag team champions, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville is out with ACL, and she's out for a long time. They're gonna they're 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 taking their titles away from them. And once again, I mean, who knows what we're gonna do on the female title? It, 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 I don't know. You know, it, it was a mistake to take it off ba- uh, Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. And let's just be honest: Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey could have still feuded and had this match, and still been partners, tag team partners. We've seen it in the past; they've done it time and time again, where. Yes, they're on opted ends of the spectrum, and they're not wrestling as a tag team, but they still have the titles, and keep those titles like excited. Something excited about those titles. It never was excited on Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. It, it wasn't, and it's definitely going to be like, oh man, here's another tournament or some crap. So I don't know. But anyways, Shinokam- uh, Shinsei Nakamura uh, offered, volunteered to join the match to join Rhodes and Rollins, and they actually defeated Judgment Day. Match was good. I was surprised at the outcome, but my my real surprise came at the end when they were all shaking hands and Nakamura turned heel right in front of us all on Monday Night Raw and knocked out Seth Rollins just out of the blue. I didn't see it coming. Yes, I know that he started to show up off you know, talking about becoming the world champion, but I didn't, I mean, it seemed like all that was resolved as uh, Sami Zayn played a uh, peacemaker between the two. So, yeah, I thought it was a good way to end the show. Very surprised at the outcome. Judgment Day does not, oh, by the way, Sami Zayn was attacked by, who else? Who, who did we talk about on this show a while back? The Irish Ace joining Judgment Day. And guess who attacked? Sami Zayn. You got it. That is coming. I just wonder if they're going to re- if he's going to replace the other Irishman, Finn Balor, or is he going to replace uh, Damian Priest? It should be very, very interesting. But I think he's a great addition to that group. Uh, your thoughts, sir? Uh, as far as the women's title uh, tag team titles go, they need to just retire them at this point. They need to just have a uh, ha- uh, you know get one of those like flaming barrels and just toss the belts in them at this point because every time a new champion is crowned, new champions are crowned. I feel like at least one member goes down with an injury. I do agree with what you said, Kentucky guy, and I hadn't even thought about it until now. Why did Shayna Baszler have to turn on Ronda Rousey. Couldn't they have just had their little feud, had this match at SummerSlam, and then gone back to being the dominant women's tag team champions? I mean, it, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, yeah, it, it, it's frustrating because I do feel like the women deserve the spotlight in the tag team division, but the problem is if the different female wrestlers can't stay healthy, then how are you supposed to have a tag team division uh, with the women? So, yeah, I totally get why, uh, you know, I totally wouldn't blame WWE for getting rid of the titles altogether. And as far as the main event, it was a good main event. 
shocking way to end the show, but Seth needs more challengers, and you can't just keep pairing him up against members of Judgment Day. You have to think outside the box, and Shinsuke's a great opponent for him. I think they could have some really good matches. You know, I was thinking, we don't have any... I can't think of any, besides those girls that just came over from NXT, any truly established women's tag team. We have a bunch of makeshift teams, but we don't have, like, an established... Can you think of one offhand? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just not thinking. Uh, damage control is probably the only one. Yeah, and they're, I mean, you know, Dakota Kai's out with injury. Um, yeah, okay, damage control. And they're what? They're just they're just a year, exactly a year old. They came out last SummerSlam. But I remember, like, when, when there were true blue, like, female tag teams, kind of like, uh, you know, the Alpha Academy and uh, things of that nature. And we just don't get that anymore. I don't know. Okay, so let's move over to the pay-per-view that just took, came on this past weekend. SummerSlam 2023. All right, so let's start off. Now, these are no particular order on how things went down. It's just how we had them listed, and that's how we're going to read them back off. And here we go. SummerSlam, first match we have is Cody Rhodes went up against Brock Lesnar. This was the rubber match. Uh, the Kentucky guy picked Brock Lesnar to win. Donnie picked Cody Rhodes to win. And the winner, Cody Rhodes, after doing a dozen, <laughs> it seemed like, crossroads on Brock Lesnar, he was able to pin him. Now, the interesting part of this is Brock Lesnar went unscripted, by the way, this was not scripted. I verified this. Went unscripted and kind of did the kind of a passing of the torch congratulations to Cody Rhodes, which I thought was very smooth and very cool of Brock. No, he's not retired. He didn't retire that night. Even though he took his gloves off, that doesn't mean he's retired. He still, he slotted to wrestle somebody at payback. I mean, he's not done yet, but I do feel this is his retirement tour. That's, that he's going around on this year, and he will be very soon. But I really thought that that was very, very cool of him to do that. Cody, when he first grabbed Cody's hand, I knew Cody was thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to get F5'd again because you could see the look in his eye. But, no, I thought that was cool. And you know what? This match was a lot better than I thought it was going to be going in. Actually, this whole pay-per-view was a lot better than I thought when I was just reading through the matches. It was a lot better than what I thought it was going to be. Uh, your thoughts on uh, on that, sir? Yeah, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I mean, it's not even that I expected the match to be bad. It's just, all right, this is the third time they're wrestling. All right, what's it going to be? Uh, yeah, Brock's going to hit him with some suplexes. Uh, Cody's going to have to hit multiple crossroads. Probably going to pick up the win. But they, they, they did a good job as far as how they paced this match. It really looked like Cody was just getting beaten down into an absolute pulp for a while, um, and, you know, you had the F5 spot through the table. The way Cody came back to win, it it, it was believable. It wasn't just, 
Oh, he got lucky, and it was a miraculous win. It was No, it was a believable comeback, and that's what I enjoyed about it. And I love that unscripted moment of respect at the end of the match. Yeah, absolutely. Then we had Seth Rollins defending his World Heavyweight Championship uh, versus Finn Balor. Uh, Kentucky guy and Donnie both picked Finn Balor to win. However, Seth Rollins did retain his title. He is still the World Heavyweight Champion now. And there was some questionable things that happened at the end of that match. Uh, Damian Priest wanted to hit Seth Rollins earlier in the match with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Finn Balor told him, no, don't do it. We're not doing it. And then Finn Balor demanded that he push the, uh, that he hit him with it. And he actually pushed the briefcase in the ring. Damian Priest went over, got the referee's attention. While Finn Balor was dragging himself over to pick up the briefcase, Seth Rollins did they curb stomp on him onto the briefcase. And that's actually how he ended up pinning Finn Balor. Yeah, there, there's something, there, there's something, it's got to come to a full-blown. It's, it, it's going to come full-blown in Judgment Day. And I know that they keep acting like everything's fine and blah, blah, blah. But you could just see the disdain in Finn Balor's face at the end of that match. But needless to say, we both got it wrong. Seth Rollins retained, and I'm glad he did, the World Heavyweight Championship. Your thoughts on that match? Yeah, this was a solid match and a lot of drama. It looked like Finn was going to win a couple of different times. But uh, there's definitely trouble in paradise for the Judgment Day at least between Finn Balor and Damian Priest. And I'm telling you, it's going to be one or the other that gets kicked out of the group. I don't think Judgment Day as a whole is going to break up because that would be a massive mistake. But one of them is going to get kicked out. And like we've seen, uh, you know, alluded to in the past, J.D. McDonough is probably going to replace them in the group. And, uh, you know, if I had to guess, I think it's going to be Finn Balor that ends up getting kicked out. But that's just my personal opinion. I could be totally wrong on that. Um... But yeah, good match overall. So I picked Damian Priest to be kicked out. You pick Finn Balor, I'll pick Damian Priest. I think it's going to be Damian Priest because Finn Balor seems to have some type of relationship with the uh, Irish Ace. So it'll be interesting. We'll see. We'll see. But do you still want two Irishmen on the same team? I don't know. You know, but uh, it'll be interesting. Then we had the Women's Championship on the line. Asuka, the current champion, versus Bianca Belair, versus Charlotte Flair. Kentucky guy picked Charlotte Flair to win. Donnie picked Asuka to retain. The winner of this three-way dance was Bianca Belair. However, the reason why I'm not mad, and the reason why I'm not going, having a meltdown, because Ponytail Girl was champion again, because her reign only lasted a couple minutes. Because here comes EO Sky, and I'm excited about this next run with EO Sky. Here comes EO Sky, comes down, cashes in her money in the bank, wins the championship. The reason why I'm excited about EO Sky is I think she can wrestle anyone, and no matter who she feuds with, whether it's Charlotte Flair, whether it's Oscar, whoever, I think that it's going to be awesome. And I am glad to see her with this. It could be Bailey. Could be This could be the final nail in the coffin, because Bailey's always said that's her belt. 
So this could be the final nail in the coffin and damage control. Possible. Possible. Uh, your thoughts on the female title match? This was a good, this was a good match. Uh, I, for a little while, I actually couldn't predict who was going to win this one. Looked like Oscar could win. Looked like Charlotte Flair could win. Looked like Bianca could win. Bianca pulled out the win in the end. Um, which I will give WWE props because I didn't know at first if she had legitimately injured herself or if that was an angle. I suspected it was an angle, and when she came running back to the ring, I said, "Oh yeah, this is definitely a work." But um. Yeah, the cash-in at the end was beautifully done. It's great to see EO Sky get an opportunity, and I'm excited to see where her championship reign takes her. Yeah, I'm excited about this run, too. Then we had an MMA's rules match, which had rope breaks and things like that. Not a true MMA rules match, but anyways, that's what they called it. With Ronda Rousey taking on Shayna Baszler. Uh, both of us picked Shayna to win, and I think we both picked Shayna to win. Not that she's the better wrestler, but because we know that uh, Ronda Rousey has a hard, a hard out date on her contract, and this was one of the last things she wanted to do for Shayna. Uh, and uh, Shayna did win the match. She actually is the first person in WWE history to make Ronda Rousey tap out. So Ronda Rousey did not only do an amazing thing in putting her buddy over, but she also let her, she's going to let her go down in history as being the only person to ever make her tap out. That's the kind of class people don't realize about Ronda Rousey. Yes, she's a beast when she's in there to wrestle. Of course she is. That's how she was trained all these years. But if you ever watch her in any of these movies and things like that, she does off-scene, you can tell she's actually a pretty decent person. So the hatred for her I never quite understood. Never quite understood. And I think she brings a lot of excitement to a boring women's division in the WWE. And I hate to see her go. I just got to be honest about it. I do. As soon as her theme music pops on, I look at the screen. Even though I know she's coming on, I look at the screen. Because she makes it exciting. I don't know. Your thoughts on that match? Yeah, I mean, first of all, just to comment, um, I definitely think that the WWE women's division is going to suffer with her not being there. I mean, I know that they still have a lot of talented women in the division, but, you know, she's she's a name, and I mean, she brings a lot of attention to the WWE women's division. Um, I, I agree that the end result of this match was what it should have been. Shayna Baszler should have won this I still stand by what I said in that this match, instead of being an MMA rules match in a WWE ring, either should have been a female fight pit match, or they could have resurrected the Lion's Den from back in the in the Attitude Era days, or they could have done, uh, when they do uh, Raw or NXT Underground, where they take the ropes off, and it's the two women fighting in the ring, basically, um, GCW Bloodsport style. I think all those three scenarios, like match types, would have worked better than just having an MMA fight in a WWE ring. It was it was just weird to kind of witness, but at the same time, end result was what I predicted and was the right way to go. And then we had Ricochet versus Logan Paul. Kentucky guy picked Ricochet. You picked Logan Paul. I actually knew. I knew it. I called it. I knew Logan Paul was going to win this match. And they called in poor Ricochet to put this punk over. And 
okay, let's be honest. It was a good match. It was a good opening match. The ending was horrible. It did not end the way it should have. Realistically, Logan Paul is not a wrestler. Yes, he can put on a show once every two months. But Ricochet goes out there and busts his butt for this company every week, week out, week in. And you're going to have him come out like the true veteran he is and put this punk over. I didn't like it. I didn't like it when I first heard about the match. If you remember when I first talked about it, I was like, man, I hope they're not going to do this. And what they do, well, that's what they did. And I'm going to talk about the no- another match real quick because who has a lot to say about Ricochet and Logan Paul? Gunther versus Drew McIntyre for his Intercontinental Championship. We both picked Gunther to win. And still your Intercontinental Champion. Gunther did win the match. What I thought was interesting was he tried to shake hands with Drew McIntyre. Gunther, the heel, tried to shake hands with Drew McIntyre out of a sign of respect. And Drew McIntyre just walks away. Walks away like the little baby he is. Your thoughts on those two matches? I never doubted the end result to the um, Gunther-Drew McIntyre match. I knew it was going to be hard-hitting. I knew there were going to be some near-falls. Um, but I but I figured Gunther was going to retain. So uh, this was a good match, hard-hitting. Uh, I'm telling you, I think we're getting that Drew McIntyre uh, heel run very soon, Kentucky guy. Um, because if he was going to stay remain a babyface, he would have shook Gunther's hand. But like you said, he was... Kind of took the uh, cowardly way out. He did the RVD uh, ECW kind of thing when he walked away from Sabu years ago. Um, so I think we might see the Scottish psychopath return in the near future, which I'm all for. Drew needs a uh, needs a refresh on his character. But he um, needs to go somewhere else. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> the Logan Paul uh, Ricochet match was good. Again, I said what they were going to do. I said some way they're going to screw Ricochet over here. I wouldn't have been upset if Ricochet won because I like him. But I said Logan Paul's put a lot of people over on recent pay-per-views. He's probably going to have a sneaky win here. And he did. The power of the punch. The the famous brass knuckles that the referee is is blind to for some reason. It's like, come on, ref, open your eyes. Uh but, uh, but a good way to open the show. Definitely it got the crowd, uh, it woke the crowd up to start the night. You know, I don't, they never did show who the guy was that slid those to him. Did you, did you catch that? I, I don't think it was anybody important. It was just a member of Logan Paul's entourage. Oh, okay. Probably one of his uh, co-hosts on his Impulse podcast. Then we had the SummerSlam Battle Royal. Uh, L.A. Knight versus Sheamus versus Tommaso Ciampa versus Shinsei Nakamura versus Chad Gable versus Otis. We both picked L.A. Knight to win. And I'll be darned. We both got it right. L.A. Knight was your winner. He looked great. He looked great. Oh, by the way, Omos showed up and was a part of this as well. So who knows what's going on there and who, what is going on? Okay, so I don't want to get away from this match, but then I want to talk about something else. Uh, your winner, L.A. Knight, looked very strong in this match. Your thoughts about this uh, battle royal? Give this man the United States title, please. We're all tired of Austin Theory. This guy is over with the crowd. Give him the United States title. That's all I have to say. Right. So what is up? 
what's up with Bobby Lashley <laughs> and uh, these guys, this tag team? Well, what, what, what's going? I mean, and now almost is back. Or is this going to be the new hurt business? I mean, is this what we're? Is this? Is this? I mean, I'm for it. I'm okay with it. But why is Omos coming back for this battle royal and not showing up in any of the meetings or MVP with Bobby Lashley? I, I don't. I don't get it. What are your thoughts on that? Is this the new hurt day or something different? Well, right now we've seen Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, who now turned heel on SmackDown. Uh, we've seen them al align with one another. I don't know if MVP and Omos are also going to be thrown into the mix, but I will say if they did that, I wouldn't be opposed to it because I think all four of those guys with MVP as sort of their, uh, their manager would be a great combination. 100%. That would be great. Uh, so we'll have to keep an eye out for the next couple of weeks. But, uh, I mean, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits definitely have uh, have definitely formed a faction. If you have to keep the Street Profits as a tag team, the Hurt Business, this is the way to go. Now, they're a very much better tag team than Sheldon Benjamin and that other knucklehead that you had on there. So it might give the her business even more legitimacy just saying so i think i think i could stand it for a little bit i could stand it for a little bit just to see what's going to happen but i'm telling you montez ford he's, he needs to become a singles competitor sooner or later what i'd like to see is ponytail girl join her husband in that faction and become a heel as well and i might have a little bit more respect for her just saying. Then we have the main event. Roman Reigns, the Tribal Chief, versus Jey Uso in Tribal Combat for the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Now, I wanted to make sure, before I came on here and said this, that I was one of the first people to say this. So I went back and listened. It's about five or six episodes back. It's when... Jay Uso, when Jimmy Uso first turned on Roman Reigns, and we had an episode on here on our podcast, and the episode was about Jay going one-on-one -on -one with Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, and this is where Jimmy got hurt, and I, the Kentucky guy, said, hey, hey, Mr. Cage, think about this scenario. What if Jay's not the one who falls in line and turns on Jimmy? But what if Jimmy turns on Jay and shakes things up and costs Jay the match? What do you think about that? Do you remember that episode? Vaguely, yes. Yes. And that's what happened. <laughs> yes. Jay Uso turns on Jay, or Jimmy Uso turns on Jay Uso. Now, I don't know if he's still part of, because Roman Reigns looks shocked. So I don't know if he's a part of the bloodline, but he turned on Jey Uso and cost him the Universal Championship title and cost him the Tribal Chief name. A lot of things in this match. I thought we were going to see Solo finally knock the crap out of Roman Reigns. That worried me. Worried me. But everybody's surprised when Jimmy Uso 
pulled that off, his, his hood off, and seen who that was, the look on Paul Heyman's face, Solo's face, even Roman Reigns' face, they sold that. They sold that so good, and I wasn't surprised. I knew who it was. As soon as I seen him do that, I knew who it was. I started clapping my hands. I said, I called it, I called it, I called it. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought that was... Uh, I thought that was great, and, you know, Paul Heyman said something uh, in a post-match interview. He said that the storyline for the bloodline is just in the third inning of a four-inning game. So, wow, I can't even imagine where, how many twists and turns this is going to take. But SmackDown this week should be something awesome. Your thoughts on the main event? Oh, so many close calls in the main event. Um, I didn't for one second personally think that Jey Uso was going to win this match. I know I predicted Roman Reigns when we did our uh, official predictions, but he certainly got close a couple of times. Um, this is my only complaint, Kentucky guy, and, and I will admit you, you, you called it. You were right. So i got to give you credit where credit's due. But... The issue I have with the storyline is, to me, it, it goes back to what WWE does lots of times, which is they introduce a swerve and an angle just for the sake of introducing a swerve. Um, I don't think Jimmy costing Jay the match was Jimmy falling in line with Roman Reigns in the bloodline. I could be wrong. We'll find out on SmackDown. I think that this is more, this is about a personal war between the two brothers, deciding uh, once and for all, like, who's the better of the two who, uh, who's the one that always had to pick up for the other one over the years and this, this, and this. Um, so I don't think it's about falling in line and being the right-hand man to the tribal chief. I think it's about two brothers just having a lot of animosity towards one another that's been pent up for years. Um, it's going to be interesting to see them uh, face off one-on-one. -on -one. But I do agree that from this point forward, we need to give Roman Reigns new challengers until the point comes when he and Solo eventually feud, because I think it's going to happen eventually. I do think there's going to be uh, th there's going to be a breakdown there. Yeah, he's so hot-tempered. Hot I don't think it'll be long either. He's so hot-tempered, man. And uh, by the way, Roman Reigns got injured, legitimately injured in that match early on in the match, and it was when. Uh, Jey Uso hit an outside dive, and he actually landed on the back of Roman Reigns. Roman wasn't expecting it, and uh, it hurt him. Now, it, this was very early in the match, and it's they still haven't named what the injury is. However, they have heard that he is still, uh, basically, he's not going to miss any of his scheduled time or WWE appearances. Due to this injury, I guess is the best way to put that. So that's good. So uh, he's not going to miss any any time given that he's scheduled because we got payback. Got a lot of stuff happening. He's got to be on SmackDown Friday to tell us what kind of injury he suffered. And uh, you know, you can't just leave this hanging. Just you can't <laughs> after what happened at SummerSlam. All right, so let's go to Dynamite. Dynamite results.
AEW Women's World Championship match. Title on the line, Tony Storm, current champion, versus Akura Shihida. Akura Shida, former champion. Your winner, and now two-time Women's World Heavyweight Champion, Akura. Very interesting how this match went down. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I just thought it was uh, interesting. Very interesting. Let's talk about another title match real quick, and then we'll move. Uh, get your opinion. Ring of Honor World Title Tag Team Title Championship match. The Aussie Open, Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. By the way, the current champions versus El Hydro and Del Vicio and Commander. I just got to be honest with you. Uh, the winners are is the Aussie Open. I really like these guys. I can see why they're you know why they have the titles. I really, I mean, I enjoy these their type of wrestling and what they're about, and uh, they may keep those titles for a while, like a long while. It'd be interesting to see. Anyway, sir, your thoughts on those two matches? Yeah, I mean, the tag team title match, they, they you've got to build up Ring of Honor as a brand, and the only way to do that is to have a tag team that establish the, establishes themselves as a force to be reckoned with. So Aussie Open... You know, they're young. They've got a, lot, a ton of upside. There's no question. you got to let them make a lot of successful defenses of the tag team title. So, 100% in favor of the end result of this match. It was a good match, I mean, from all four competitors. So, But Aussie Open retained, which was great. Um, and as far as the women's match, you know, I was, I was a little shocked by the outcome. But... Good for Hikaru Shida. I mean, she's a two-time AEW Women's Champion now, and she is a great competitor, so we'll see how long she holds on to the title this time. She had it for quite a while during her first reign. So, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what they do with her. Yeah, she was the first one, right? She's the inaugural Women's Champion. Well, no, the inaugural was uh, Rio, and then Nyla Rose had it for a brief period. Then Hukaru Shida had it. You're right, Rio. I always get her and... Yep, you're right. You're right. Uh, then we had an Anything's Goes match. John Moxley versus uh, Penta versus Trent Beretta. I don't get this at all. I'm almost like... I'm stunned to even say this. <laughs> but your winner, Trent Beretta of Best Friends. What? Stupid. We had Chris Jericho and Toshidi Pashada versus Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara. Your winner is Chris Jericho. Shocking to me that uh, Takshida actually cheated there to get the win, and Chris Jericho covered him. He did give him a funny look, but I don't know, man. I don't know if they're playing. If they play this up to where Chris Jericho ends up turning down. Don Callis, it's going to be another AEW stupid swerve. You know, why not go through with it and let him actually join them? Like he's pretending, you know, like let it go through this time and let's see what happens. I don't know. Your thoughts on those two matches? Yeah, honestly, Kentucky, I'm tired of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, besides Chris Jericho himself, the only guys in that group that are worth anything are Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. And they don't need to be part of a faction, to be perfectly honest. So I agree with you 100%. 
go through with the storyline. Let's see where it takes it. This is probably Chris Jericho's last hurrah before he retires. So let's let's let him go out with a good storyline before he does, uh, you know, officially call it a day as far as his in-ring career. Um, not a whole lot to say about the match. Just um, let, let, just keep the momentum going, okay? Keep the storyline going. Don't uh, don't mess it up. Um, and then, I mean, as far as as far as the other match, like it's John uh, Moxley. I, I just I don't know. I'm baffled, Kentucky guy. How does you know Trent Barretta is a good worker, but how does he beat John Moxley and Penta? I just don't. I just don't understand it. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> he. I mean, let's let's wait. Say he doesn't. Not in reality. You know. That's why I had a brain fart there because I'm like, how on what planet does Trent Beretta beat Penta and John Moxley? The same reality as Orange Cassidy being the international champion for this uh, many months. Oh, uh, don't say it. All right, so then we had the Elite, which consists of Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson. By the way, let's talk about the Elite for just a minute. Okay, so it's all over, boys and girls. It's all done. There's no more rumors out there to be had. Your elite, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and Adam Page have all signed a multi-year contract with AEW. So I know, I know, I wanted to see them in the WWE as well. I'm very, very shocked that they did stay because the issues between them and CM Punk are not over. However, the money had to have been huge. Now, for Nick Jackson, he said it was the schedule. WWE's schedule is just too, takes him away from his kids and his wife for too long. I'm telling you, they all remain uh, executive vice presidents, too. So, the money had to be huge. I just want to throw that out there because we're not going to get a chance to get into uh, headlines today, but that's a big one. So, they yeah, did yeah, renew. I just want to comment on that Kentucky guy. As disappointed as I am personally to not see them come to WWE, this is a huge, huge get for AEW. So AEW fans right now, I, I hope you are soaking it in and salivating because they are going to be with the company at least a few more years. This is a very smart business move from Tony Khan. These are some of your biggest stars. Losing them would have been devastating to AEW. Yes, and I'm going to tell you, you know, here's the thing. Everybody can say what they want to about Triple H coming back to WWE. And he has done a decent job. He has. But he hasn't really stolen any. Who has he really taken from AEW? William Regal. That's it. I mean, so all this talk when he first came that, oh, they're going to get all these uh, WWE guys to come back and people are going to jump ship. You know, from my understanding, even though I think he's very dumb, when it, and very blind when it comes to CM Punk. Tony Khan, from my understanding, and these are personal people I talk to, and, you know, from what we read on the dirt sheets, he is a great boss. He's a great guy to work for. Treats his employees with the utmost respect. I hear that about Triple H, too, but you got to remember, Triple H is not so much the boss, boss. He's just the head of creative. So, just saying... You know, there, there's reasons why Kenny Omega, 
from my understanding, they were he was going to get the Cody Rhodes treatment if he came to WWE. And that's how that he was number one on Triple H's target list. There's got to be a reason why nobody's jumping ship. And that reason is the name Vince McMahon is still a part of that company. Sorry, it is. Anyways, the Elite, they took on Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, and uh, Sadnam Sai. And your winner is the Elite. I was glad to see these guys win. Uh, in the ring, Jack Perry came out and he called out Jerry Lynn. And Lynn came out and he was honest with him. He said, there isn't a doctor who would clear him. But he called somebody who wrestled for ECW, who still wrestles today. And boom, Rob Van Dam came to the ring. And Jack Perry left the ring. <laughs> and Jack Perry returned with a chair. He was going to hit uh, RVD from behind, but RVD turned around in time to see him. And Perry left the ring again. So backstage... Once again, RVD challenged uh, Jack Perry to a match. We have not got any word on that whatsoever. I even went through the notes from Rampage, even though we don't discuss it here. Uh, and there was no word, no, no response from Jack Perry yet. So I don't know if this match is going to happen or what. I don't know if this is a one-off for RVD or if he's going to be hanging around AEW for a while. I don't know. I know he's got a lot going on with his own cannabis product and other things happening on his podcast. So, who knows? But don't bring RVD on there to get beat by Jack Perry, by Jungle Boy. Please, for the love of God, do not make that mistake. Uh, your thoughts on those two matches, sir? Uh, oh, I was just going to say the same thing, Kentucky guy. Like, I know RVD is past his prime, but if you look at him and compare him to how a lot of other guys from ECW look these days. He's, he's still in great shape. So you're going to bring him into AEW. And, and as far as I know, all everything I've read says it's a short-term deal for the time being. But I guess if things go well, he might stick around for the long term. And to be perfectly honest, it's like, I mean, it's RVD. I mean, I mean the guy's legit. He is a former WWE champion, which is what people forget. He's a former TNA world champion, so it's not like he hasn't accomplished a lot in his career. He's not some mid-carder who everybody was like, oh, this guy's an amazing wrestler, he should be world champion. No, he's been world champion, so he's legit. So Jack Perry beating RVD, in my opinion, is not realistic, but that's just my opinion. Um, good to see the Elite pick up a victory on TV, and like I said, I already mentioned how it's a huge get for Tony Khan to keep them on the roster. Yeah, I think so as well. Now, let's see here. We're running out of time. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's run through SmackDown results really quick. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot happening on SmackDown. Uh, L.A. Knight defeated Sheamus. That was a, a major get for him, a major win before going into SummerSlam. The Brawling brute, uh, Brutes and the OC battled to a no contest. Of course, that's where uh, Bobby Lashley's new faction uh, stepped in and got them both disqualified, no contest. Austin Theory defeated Cameron Grimes. Delina Vega defeated our new champion, EO Sky. That's the only match that surprised me. I don't know why they let that happen. Uh, yeah, Zelina Vega, she's more of a manager in my opinion, than a wrestler. And Jay Uso versus 
due to shenanigans, defeated Solo Sequoia. So, uh, any comments on SmackDown results, sir? Not a whole lot. I mean, obviously, the Jey Uso Solo match um, tied into the tied into the pay per view, um, and you know that the storyline with the Bloodline. I agree with the Kentucky guy. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to have Zelina Vega beat Io Sky, especially considering Io Sky now cashed in and is your WWE Women's Champion. Uh, the segment with the Street Profits, well, we're going to see where it goes. I think it's, I'm intrigued um, to see them aligned with Bobby Lashley and to work his heels for the first time on the main roster. So that's interesting. And again, glad to see LA Knight pick up that victory on TV over Sheamus, who himself is a former world champion, so that gave him momentum going into SummerSlam. Yep, and then we'll do uh, just a couple of hit or misses here on uh, collision results, because uh, once again, even though Dynamite was jam-packed, I still have to say, for some reason, I like Collision better. Their matches make more sense, and uh, it's, just, it's good stuff. It's stuff people you don't see all the time. And no, it has nothing to do with CM Punk at all, folks. He's actually the reason why I hate saying I like it so much. <laughs> we had the AEW World Tag Team Championship match, FTR, uh, versus the Embassies, Big Bill and the Machine, Brian Cage, with Prince Nana. Uh, and your winners and still champions, FDR. Uh, I thought it was a decent match. Um, you know, you, you know they're not going to let Big Bill and the Machine... Well, they've always got to make the Machine get pinned. I, you know, we've, and we've talked about this enough, but Brian Cage deserves so much better... Than what he, than what he currently gets and has on AEW and Ring of Honor. Uh, TBS Championship match: Chris Statlander versus Mercedes Martinez. Chris Statlander was your winner. Pretty dominant match. The most dominant match of the night was the Ring of Honor World Television Championship match: Samoa Joe versus Serpetico. Uh, Serpetico. I don't even know why this guy was in a same ring as Samoa Joe. It was a squash match. It was in, out, done. Thank you. Have a nice day. Let's move on. Anyways, your thoughts about the first part of Collision? Well, yeah, I mean, Samoa Joe uh, right now is rumored rumored uh, to take on CM Punk at all in, so you've got to continue to book him to look strong. Um, Chris Statlander, again, this was Collision. I didn't expect her to drop the title to Mercedes Martinez, who really hasn't been on television uh, that much in recent months. And, I mean, Kentucky guy, when it comes to the tag team titles, were you under the impression that Brian Cage and Big Bill were going to win this match? Because if you were, the only thing I have to say about that is, na-na. Get it, Prince Na-na? Yeah, I get it. Uh (laughs) Stupid. All right. Shoot. Then we had the uh, AW World's Trios Championship Open House Match. House Black, Makaya Black. Uh, Buddy Matthews and Brody King. And the acceptors of the challenge was none none other than these three idiots. Uh, Action Andretti, Darius Martin, and Lee Johnson. Uh, I wonder who won that match. Let's see. Uh, Yeah, House of Black is still champions. Then we had Metallic, and he went against Bullet Club Gold's own Switchblade, Jay White who had Juice Robinson and the guns in ringside, but of course hitting the 
switchblade on this gentleman. He did not need those guys at ringside whatsoever. And he won the match. Jay Wright is your winner. And then we had the main event. And I still cannot believe that they're, they allowed us to go to print. But they called this match the real world championship match. Man, that's got to dig in MJF's soul. Uh, anyway, CM Punk went against the absolute Ricky Starks. And CM Punk beat Ricky Starks and retained his world championship belt. And I could care less about CM Punk's belt. But if that's going to get us to the feud between him and MJF, let's roll with it. Let's do it. And let's see what happens. Your thoughts on the last half of Collision. Uh, Metal League's a good wrestler, but obviously I was not ex- expecting him to win, to win here, um, especially against just Switchblade Jay White. So good to see that they're pushing Jay White there. House of Black, once again, looking dominant, as you would expect them to look as the trio's champions. So hopefully that will continue. And uh, CM Punk, um, as far as you being the real world's champion, um, 1991 WWF called, and they want their uh, real world's championship back. Ric Flair, I should say, wants his real world championship back. So when you get a chance, just send that to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've went quite a bit over time. Uh, that's all I do have uh, for this. And we have, folks, there is a lot more to talk about. There is a lot of, a lot of headlines. Because you have Fastlane coming up. You have Payback coming up. You have people uh, just getting out there and saying things that aren't true. And, you know, so we're, we're going to bring you all those headlines and more on our Saturday's episode. So we're going to get back to it. The only thing is is we've got to do it the right way. And we know if we go too far over an hour on an episode, you guys turn us off early. So we don't want to do that. <laughs> all right, uh, Mr. Cage, that's all I've got for this episode. What say you? That is all for me, Kentucky guy. All right, folks, so you've been listening to Against the Match Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> With your co-hosts, the Kentucky Guy and Donnie Cage. As always, folks, thank you so much for listening. God bless and God bless America. Thank you all.